welcome to another episode of Harris Radio. Today, we have an interview with the famous and infamous Mr. Donald Trump, our president. I sit down with him and we discuss things like the wall, discuss the pandemic, and everything else. We're also going to listen to him get roasted by celebrities like Snoop Dogg. We're going to hear Barack Obama talk about Kanye West. Um, and Kanye West is running for president. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And don't forget, vote for Eris Radio. this election so far. We heard from pundits and surrogates and experts and anchors, but we haven't yet heard from kids. So this afternoon, we went out on the street just outside our theater to ask children to give us their thoughts on our next president, Donald J. Trump. You know there was an election a couple days ago, right? Yes. Do you know who won? Donald Trump. Now, how, how does Donald Trump make you feel? Kind of iffy. Iffy? Now, why is that? I don't know, he's really rude. How does that make you feel that Donald J. Trump is your president? Oh, God. <laughs> Not really comfortable, but, I mean, it's... The world keeps moving on. When he became president, what was the face that you made? I made an angry face. Let me, let me see. Do you like Donald Trump? <laughs> oh. So, how would you describe Donald Trump? Well, this writer has an idiot. An idiot? Yeah. How does that make you feel and why? I don't really care because I'm Canadian, but I don't like him. Now, are you worried that everybody's going to come to Canada? Kind of, but not Snoop Dogg. I want Snoop Dogg to come. What job do you think he should do, Donald Trump? Well, he should um, clean up the whole earth. Clean up the whole earth? Yeah. He should be a plumber. He should be a plumber? Why yeah. do you think that? Because then he gets dirty and um, he has to clean the toilet. If you had to say one nice thing about him, what would you say? <laughs> oh, well, he doesn't, he's not the ugliest person in the world. <laughs> what does he look like? He looks mm, weird. He does look like a dope. A dope? Yeah. Do an impression of Donald Trump. I, would, I could stand in the middle of Broadway and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters. I'm Donald Trump, and I'm the best person in the world, and Cl Hillary Clinton sucks. Can you do an impression of Donald Trump? She's a nasty woman. She's a nasty woman. Is that Donald Trump? Is Donald Trump going to be good? He's, he's going to be huge. What do you think about Donald Trump? I'm a good guy. He's a good guy? Yeah. Do you like him? Yeah. Now, would you want him to be your babysitter? No. <laughs> no? Why not? Because I got no. You don't trust him? No. So, so would you want Donald Trump to be your dad? Of course not. Why not? He might murder my mom. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here we are with our wonderful president, Donald Trump. Hey, Donald Trump, welcome to Irish Radio. Thank you very much. That's really nice. Thank you. So you know that we ne don't necessarily take a right-wing or left-wing approach to anything. We don't give a fuck about politics other than they should all die, right? 
fully understand. And it only makes common sense. Well, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Um, can I ask you something real quick? You ask me a question? Well, well, yeah, but I mean, can I ask you a question after this question that I just asked? Ay, ay, ay. I don't care. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm getting a little upset. I'm not even in my chair anymore. Sit down. Oh. So I heard that, uh, that the American people are starting to lose favor in you. Hmm, that's strange. Yeah, but it is true, you know, right? Absolutely. Oh, all right. Well, you know, hey, let me ask you a question about this. What do you think about the coronavirus and how you let it into our country? No, I don't take responsibility at all. The coronavirus. Yeah, well, no, I know that, but you just said the coronavirus. Like, you didn't even say anything about it. And this is very unusual. Well, uh, you know, some people don't think it's real. Is the is coronavirus real? This is their new hoax. Really? But, so, it's not really in America? It's all over the world. But I thought that you said that it was a hoax and not real. So what, how do we stand to dis... To, to, how do we... How are we going to deal with this? We're in great shape. Well, okay, so the coronavirus has the highest... Uh, this week almost doubled the numbers of infections because we reopened the country. What do you think... How do you think you feel about that? That's a pretty good job we've done. Oh, well, that's pretty messed up. But, I mean, hey, you know... Uh, why do you think that, um... I hear that basically the 1% is going to is going to be okay. And, and why is it that they're going to be okay and we, we aren't? We have the best people in the world. Oh, man. All right, let's talk about... Why should we rehire... Why should we re-vote you in for president? I'm really rich. Really? And what does that have to do with anything? I built a net worth of more than $10 billion. And I made a lot of money in Atlantic City, and I'm very proud of it. All right, well, I hear that we're in a lot of debt. We owe China billions and billions. And is that, is that okay? What about other countries? We owe Japan probably trillions. Well, what are we going to... Don't you think that hum Americans are starting to lose a lot of money with this coronavirus? Many, many, many millions of dollars. And what are you going to do about that? I'm really rich. No, no, we heard that already. What, what does that have to do with anything? I built a net worth of more than $10 billion. All right, all right, all right. Whatever, Donald Trump. Okay, hold on. Calm down a second. Calm down a second. Better, I will be the greatest president that our country needs... A truly great leader. Well, what about what about Kanye West? I mean, don't what what do you think about his idea of becoming president? You you didn't you what? I have to speak English. Well, I I think I am speak speaking English. You know, it's it's what. Well, oh, Donald Trump! I'm sorry, you are an idiot. All right, let me ask you this: How? You got a hot wife. Melanie Trump is smoking hot. Ivanka was smoking hot back in the day. How does an ugly man like you keep a woman like that around? Stamina. Stamina? You need tremendous stamina. Oh. Really? So you think that... What do you, do you think a guy 
like me could get a girl like that if, if I do what you say? The stamina. Oh, okay. Well, how do you think, uh, how do you think she stands to even look at you, though? You're really gross. No, get those lights off! Oh, really? So that's it? Turn off the lights! So then she turns off the lights and pretends she's somebody else? Turn them off! Oh, and then what do you... Off! Well, how about... Off! Donald Trump, calm down a second. Off! Ah, oh, shoot. All right, all right, all right. So why did you leave your last wife, Ivanka Trump? Um... I don't believe she does have the stamina. She doesn't have the stamina that your new wife does? She doesn't have the stamina. So she can't keep up with you in the bedroom? I said she doesn't have the stamina. Well... All right, well, so you need someone that can last a long time. You need tremendous stamina. And, and what else? Turn off the lights! Oh, all right, all right, all right. Hey, do you ever have sex with your wife with clothes on? No coats! Oh, really? So what if your wife came in with a coat? Confiscate the coats! Ah. And again, why exactly did you not want to be with Ivanka? Low energy. Oh, all right. And... What do you think about your wife's tits? Huge. Really? What's your favorite part about her? Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> really? <laughs> Donald Trump, you are amazing. You are amazing. Why are we talking about this again? This is so important to me. I have to get together. No, no, Donald, Donald, I'm sorry. I like, I like someone with a little bit bigger things going on. Very long and very hard. Oh, I mean... Donald Trump, didn't, aren't you already in trouble for, like, forcing people to do stuff that used to be your employees? Like, you need to stop coming on to me. It's gonna happen. Whoa, dude, chill out. I love you. Calm down, this is our first date, Donald Trump. Like, things are starting to get really... Nasty. No, 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 not, not nasty, not nasty. Just put that little thing away. That's so small. Oh, Donald Trump. You know what, dude? You need to calm down. Have to get together. Oh, I'm sorry, but you know what? I'm just going to have to say, I can't be with you, Donald Trump. I'm straight and I have a wife. This was tough. Oh, all right. All right, all right, all right. You know what, Donald Trump? I just got... Okay, let's talk about your speeches. Why exactly do you think that um, your speeches uh, are effective? Like, do you have a writer? You know words. Really? Like... What kind of words? The best words. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Well, whatever happened to that fucking wall you were trying to build, Donnie? You, you wanted to build this wall. You wanted to put so much money into it. Why Why all of a sudden are you? do we stop hearing about it? I don't know. Maybe I want something else. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> I want more than a wall. Well, I mean, what about the American people? They don't care about anything that you have to say right now. Here's what they say. Oh. Well, I mean, shit. I've got, uh... I got a question. What about your hands? They're small. What do you mean? they small hands? I mean, yeah, they kind of are. I mean, you know what they say about small hands. Something else must be small. <laughs> well, all right. You know, what about... If I were to ever make that much money, what do you think I should do with it to invest? I order 4,000 televisions. Yeah? Well, 
Alright. When you're trying to convince, you know, people in the Senate and the House to do what you want, what, how do you do that? We eat McDonald's until we come to an agreement. Oh, alright. Well, you know, uh, I just gotta... Look at those hands. I, I know, we, we know about your hands. Look at those hands. And it, ha and it has to be built quickly. Yeah, we already are done talking about that. So what exactly... I, I heard that before you came on the show, Mr. Trump, that you did not like Airs Radio. Why, why not? Fake news. What do you mean? What Airs Radio, none of it's fake. I mean, you're here right now. This is a real interview, isn't it? It's all fake news. Come on, it, you can't think that. We, we try to do our best. We got a lot of people working on the show trying to make sure that everything that we put out is true. False and fake. Well, what do you... No, I don't think so. Fake news. Well, what about that thing that we talked about with Seattle? And fake news. What, what about how we covered all those things? With fake the, news. Well, what, listen, I need you to calm down. You are fake news. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's talk about... Let's talk about some other things. What do you think about this Russian thing? Biggest story. Oh, all right. Well, everyone says that, you know, you're friends with a certain politician and... Who is that? Putin. Well, why are you guys friends? Putin likes Donald Trump. Really? Well, all right, you know. So what should we do? I want to get the wall started. I thought you just told me that you didn't want to get the wall. Mexico will pay for the wall. Oh, man. You know what, dude? Your voice is so annoying. Kind of a megaphone. Yeah, and it sounds like the engine of a piece of shit. Board. Yeah, but maybe, maybe, I don't know. I'm tired of this. The only thing I gotta say is you got a tiny dick. Big, big. Oh, oh my god. You know what? How are you gonna become president after all this bullshit you pulled this year? A bit of luck. We have great talent. Alright, alright, alright. Whatever. Um, well, all I know is how often are you lying? All the time. Oh, jeez. Well, how did we catch you doing that? Cameras all over the place. Oh, man. I am getting so tired of this, Donald Trump. You are just... You are just driving me up a wall. Why did I even have you come in here? All right. Listen, Donald Trump. All I know is... All I know is... I want to ask you something. Don... We, we talked to, uh... We talked to George... We listened to George Carlin on our last episode where we trash-talked you the whole entire time. And I wanted to know what you thought about the American dream. You see, uh, George Carlin says that the American dream must be a dream because the only people who could believe it are people who are sleeping. So what do you think about that? The American dream is dead. Oh. Well, all right. Any last words? I love China. China all the time. Bushes. All talk. Politicians. You're just saying words now. Better, bigger, and stronger. I will be. We have losers. Okay, we have losers. You're just saying things. You're just saying things. You need to. You need to get the fuck out of here because I'm sick of you making us pay taxes. Well, I pay a lot of tax. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm sure you do. Donald Trump. One last thing. Um. Are you drunk? I don't drink. You don't drink. I've never had alcohol. Can you imagine if I had? I mean, are you sure? Are you on crack? I mean, uh, do you like crack? 
what a mess I'd be? Well, I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm a little drunk right now. It's a very tough thing. You know, um, I think I need to have another drink. You've had enough. Oh, my God, Donald Trump. I am just tired of this. Tired of you. Tired of this country. And you know what? I'll tell you what. God save you. The Bible tells us America is totally unstoppable. I'm pretty sure that the Bible didn't talk about America, not even once. In fact, I'm pretty sure America didn't exist yet. Is that true? I mean, you know, I don't know. It's just, you don't seem like you know what you're saying. I'll talk. Well, yeah, we know that. We always knew that, Donald Trump. Um, so, can you give us, uh, tell me, who was better in bed, Melanie or Ivanka? Ivanka? And who was even better in bed than her? Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, really? Is there anyone you've ever had sex with that you regret having sex with? Barack Obama. Holy shit, where did you have sex with him? China. Oh my god. You know what? I don't even understand. I just don't get it. I beat China all the time. Well, you know what, Donald Trump? I want to thank you for uh, coming on to the show. Thank you. And uh, anything that you want to say to the American people? We really do have to get going. All right. Well, thank you, Donald Trump. Um... We really don't like you on the show, but I'm really glad that you showed up. You're fired. All right. Have a good day and go get fucked. Whatever you want. You may have heard about this. Kanye is thinking about running for Speaker of the House. I couldn't get any stranger. But in case Kanye is serious about this whole POTUS thing, or as he calls it, peasy, I do have advice for him. There's some stuff that I've picked up on the way. First of all, you've got to spend a lot of time dealing with some strange characters who behave like they're on a reality TV show. So you've got to be cool with that. Love you too. Second. Second, this, this is a second important tip. Saying that you have a beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Uh, that's what's known as off message in politics. You can't say something like that. There are a lot of people who've lost their congressional seats saying things like that. You don't do that. That's number two. <laughs> And number three, do you really think that this country is going to let a black guy from the south side of Chicago with a funny name to be president of the United States? That is crazy. That's crazy. President Trump celebrates his first year in office. It's been almost a year since the inauguration. Even though it seems like it's like dog years, it seems like so many more. 
President Trump's approval rating, according to the polls that were released today, is at 37%, which isn't great, but that was a poll of adults. I wanted to see what kids thought of his first year in office. So we stopped some children out on the street, and we asked them, how is the president doing? And their answers went exactly like this. How do you think Trump has done in his first year in office? Great. What do you think he's done that's so great? To save the world. He saved the world? From what? From harmony. Do you think Donald Trump has done a good job in his first year as president? No. Why not? Um, because he wants to put a wall over Mexico, and I, like, love going to Mexico. What's the first thing you think of when I say Donald Trump? Small fingers and orange face. What's the worst thing he's done? Uh, I think he needs to stop threatening uh, North Korea. Why? Because I don't want to get nuked. <laughs> What's the first thing you think of when you hear Donald Trump? Um, pictures. Pictures of what? Of princesses. Princesses? Do you think he's smart? No. Why not? He treats people badly, and that's why I don't think he's smart. What's one nice thing you can say about Donald Trump? He has kind of cool hair, I think. He has cool hair? Whose hair is cooler, his or yours? Mine. Donald Trump has a lot of nicknames for people like Crooked Hillary, Rocket Man. Do you have a nickname for him? Um, Poop Face. Mr. Tiny Hands. Uh, Cheeto. Can you do an impression of him? It's gonna be great. We're going to build a wall, and it will be huge. I will build a wall, a big one. China, China, China. Here's your paper towels. Can you do an impression of the president for us? <laughs> You're fired! Jokes aside, though, I was I was thrilled when they offered me the opportunity to roast such a brilliant, charismatic, totally self-made billionaire who I believe will one day run this country. And then the Facebook guy canceled, and we got stuck with with your bloated ass. Tonight we honor a self-made millionaire. He started with nothing, worked hard, and made a fortune. That man is Fred Trump, Donald's dad. But even when you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth, hard times can strike, and that's just what happened to Donald. He was even forced into the ultimate act of degradation, starring in his own reality show. And soon, the top-rated TV show in the nation starred a total asshole torturing people who were stupid enough to work with him. In addition to Two and a Half Men, The Apprentice was also a pretty popular show. This guy has an ego. When Trump bangs a supermodel, he closes his eyes and imagines he's jerking off. Now, Donald, let's get our first roaster up here to knock you down like the homeless shelter you had destroyed on the way here. I know we're here to roast Donald Trump, but uh, I gotta give a shout out to my main man, Larry King, and the motherfucking house. Larry, you know how we is. Larry is cool, but backstage I handed him a joint and he rubbed Ben Gay into it. Hey, yo, Seth, FYI, ain't no niggas watching the Cleveland show.
from me to you. Lisa is a stone cold freak. Lisa fucked Larry King, Don King, Rodney King, and Billie Jean King in a Burger King bathroom. This is an ugly business, man. I mean, look at Jeff Ross. He's one ugly motherfucker. Now, when Jeff was born, his mother shit doing the delivery. And when she looked down, she thought she had twins. That's why he's so corny. I gotta say a few more things about my girl Snooky over there. Oh, that ain't Snooky? Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. All white people who act black look alike to me. And man, stop lifting your shirt up like a prison, bitch. Or else go out in the corner and get me some motherfucking money before I go upside your head with this coat hang. Now, for me to you, Donald, I wish I had half of your money. But for that, you need a 20-year-old's pussy and a divorce lawyer. Now, I may not have half his paper, but I got twice the dick, and you can believe that. Donald say he wants to run for uh, president and move on into the White House. Why not? It wouldn't be the first time you pushed a black family out of their home. Situation from the Jersey Shore. Do you have a book out? Amazon said customers who bought this book also bought a rope and a stool. Donald, tonight people will make fun of your looks. Fuck them! You've always gotten beautiful women. You've disappointed more women than Sex in the City, too. You are the ultimate proof that money can buy good-looking pussy. If you were broke, you'd be fucking me. This is my career. It's come to this. If you're just joining us, by the way, we're here with Lisa Lumpy Belly. Lisa is a shock comic, but only if you look at her face. <laughs> Situation has a new fragrance out called the Sitch, which is also what you call yourself when you can't spell your own nickname. <laughs> to prepare for this event, I read Jeff Ross's book about roast. Jeff, my last prenup was funnier. <laughs> and unlike you, I wrote it myself. <laughs> Donald Trump, without a doubt, you're a New York landmark which means it's only a matter of time until you bulldoze yourself to build some gaudy, tacky monstrosity and put your name on it. Mike, you're doing really well right now. You've got a ton of endorsement deals. You've got a clone of vodka, a workout video. I mean, you've got your name on everything, except a high school diploma. <laughs> you know, they say you only roast the ones you love. So this is gonna be short. You know, at first I thought Seth was just famous for the family guy, but then I did some research, and he's actually not famous at all. <laughs> Donald, you've got a great sense of humor. You've been so happy to embarrass yourself on Saturday Night Live in the casino business. <laughs> you know, Donald Trump is such a douchebag that if you look up the word douchebag in the dictionary, there's a picture of Spencer Pratt. But if you look close, Spencer Pratt is holding up a picture of Donald Trump. Hey, Jeff Ross, what's up, man? What's up, honey? Jeff, me and you have a lot in common, buddy. What's that? We're both from Jersey, and tonight's my first night doing comedy. <laughs> well... It's also your last night, just so you know. Uh, 
as you can see, I'll be speaking with the help of my signer this evening. And to be honest, I'm a little self-conscious about my voice. Because I've been told by thousands of people that when I speak, it sounds like Whitney Cummings with a dick in her mouth. <laughs> I guess I'm the perfect choice for this roast. Because like the situation, I too have never heard the sound of laughter. And of course, over there is the legendary roast, Master General Jeff Ross. Can you believe that he actually asked me out? I said, Jeff, I'm deaf, not blind. I have to say, it's such a thrill to be up here with an esteemed peer like Lisa Lampanelli. I won the Oscar for Best Actress. And Lisa won Best in Breed at the County Fair. <laughs> Marley, I can't do this anymore. She's an Oscar-winning actress, and I can't do this. I'm out of here. See you later. Well, uh, can anyone else speak for me? I Hello? will be a bicycle! I will be happy to sign for the great Marley Macklin! Ah, the Hammerstein Ballroom! Speaking of ballroom, Mr. Trump, how are those spanks holding up? Donald always says, Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy the best Eastern European horse New York City has to offer. Did I get that right? Sounds good to me. Anthony Jeselnik is making his first appearance on the roast. This is the first time someone has lost their virginity around Donald Trump without him having to promise them American citizenship. People make fun of the situation. They make fun of the fact that he's always lifting up his shirt to show his abs. I endorse it. In fact, Mr. Situation, I suggest you lift up your shirt even higher so that it covers this situation. <laughs> Lisa Lampanelli is here. Lisa, thanks for making time to be here. I know you're very busy starring in I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. <laughs> Donald, you are gross. Nobody likes you, but you come back every couple years and nobody knows why. You're like the McRib. <laughs> Donald Trump, you are known for your terrible haircut, and now I can see why. Your hair sucks. You look like Justin Bieber caught on fire. You're obviously very rich. Donald Trump is literally rolling in dough, which means he knows what it's like to fuck Lisa Lampanelli. You got Melania a huge 12-carat diamond engagement ring. You should not have gotten her a diamond. Now she knows what hard is supposed to feel like. This is exciting, Trump. Are you having a good time? Good time. All right, well, tell your face. Larry, I love you. You've been a great sport tonight. Give him some love. The former hunchback of CNN. His first caller was Alexander Graham Bell. The first time Larry covered an uprising in Egypt, he interviewed Moses. Larry asked him if he thought the whole thing was a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I love Larry. He recently quit his show. He plans on spending his retirement opening a jar. Whitney, thanks for yelling your act at us like always. This is the first time Marley's glad she's deaf. Snoop Dogg, he smoked so much weed, he actually had to write a song called, Hey, what's my motherfucking name? situation is here for you. I'm looking forward to the cancellation. <laughs> the next season of the Jersey Shore is going to be shot in Italy, is that right? I hope that's just a sneaky way of deporting you. 
Donald, doesn't it drive you crazy that you'll never build anything as high as me and Snoop right now? Donald's ego is so big, he videotapes himself masturbating and then masturbates to that video. Greg Giraldo, roast in peace. Thank you very much. Well, this here is from the New York Times, uh, this article. And so, I guess, started out, I guess Trump did a speech the other day at Mount Rushmore. Um, and it was a big la di da to do big affair with a bunch of music, people, you know, military officers playing flutes and stuff, and, you know, it was a very iconic picture of him and Ivana standing there with their, she has her hand on her heart as, this, you know, Star Spangled Banner plays. Trump, of course, is standing there like an idiot without his hand on his heart, which I give him credit for that, because fuck America. But here's the, here's, here's what the New York Times has to say about it. And I'm not saying that we at Ares Radio agree or not, but here's an account of it. Trump uses Mount Rushmore speech to deliver a div divisive culture war message. Down in the polls and failing to control a raging pandemic, the president cast himself as waging battle against a new far-left fascism that imperils American values and seeks to erase history. Washington. Standing in a packed amphitheater in front of Mount Rushmore for an Independence Day celebration, President Trump delivered a dark and divisive speech on Friday that cast his struggling effort to win a second term as a battle against a new far-left fascism, seeking to wipe out the nation's values and history. With the coronavirus pandemic raging, his campaign faltering the polls, his appearance amounted to a fiery reboot of his re-election effort. Using the holiday and an official presidential address to mount a full-on culture war against a strawman version of the left. That he portrayed as inciting mayhem and moving the country towards totalitarianism. Our nation is witnessing a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, defame our heroes, erase our vows, and indoctrinate our children, Mr. Trump said, addressing a packed crowd of sign-waving supporters, a few of whom wore masks. Angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders, deface our most sacred memorials, and unleash a wave of violent crimes in our cities. Mr. Trump barely mentioned the frightening resurgence of the pandemic, even as the country surpassed 53,000 new cases on Friday and health officials across the nation urged Americans to scale back their 4th of July plans. Instead, appealing unabashedly to his base with ominous language and imagery, he railed against what he described as a dangerous cancel culture intent on toppling monuments and framed himself as a strong leader who would protect the Second Amendment law enforcement, and the country's heritage. The scene at Mount Rushmore was the latest sign of how Mr. Trump appears. By design or by default, increasingly disconnected from the intense concern among Americans about the health crisis gripping the country. More than just a partisan rally, it underscored the extent to which Mr. Trump is appealing to a subset of Americans to carry him to the second term by changing the subject and appealing to fear and division. Most presidents in history have understood that when they appear at a national monument is usually a moment to act as a unifying chief of, of state, not a partisan divider, Michael Beschloss, the presidential historian, said before the speech. Mr. Trump planned to follow up his trip with a Salute to America celebration on Saturday on the South Lawn at the White House, marked by a military flyover and the launch of 10,000 fireworks in the National Mall. Mayor Muriel E. Bowser of Washington has warned the gathering that violates federal health guidelines. The Trump administration, which controls the federal property of the National Mall, pushed for the celebration, ignoring a mayor whom officials view as a political rival. Most politicians, including former Vice President Joseph R. Biden Jr., the presumptive Democratic nominee this year, 
were foregoing any of the traditional holiday parades and flag-waving appearances. The vast majority of firework displays in big cities and small rural towns have been canceled as new cases reported in the United States have increased by 90% in the past two weeks. Mr. Trump's itinerary Friday and Saturday, however, had a different message. The sparkly, booming show must go on at all costs in the service of the divisive message and powerful images he wants to promote. We will not be tyrannized. We will not be demeaned. We will not be intimidated by bad, evil people, Mr. Trump said referring to his political opponents and their supporters. In response to Mr. Trump's event in South Dakota, Andrew Bates, spokesman for Mr. Biden's campaign, said in a statement, Our whole country is suffering through the excruciating cost of having a negligent, divisive president who doesn't give a damn about anything but his own gain. Not the sick, not the jobless, not our Constitution, not our troops in harm's way. Under the granite gaze of Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Theodore Roosevelt, Mr. Trump announced plans to establish what he described as vast outdoor park that will feature the statues of the greatest Americans to live. An apparent reputation of the growing pressure to remove statues tied to slavery or colonialism. As he arrived, Air Force One performed a flyover of Mount Rushmore. His campaign promoted the stunt online, calling him the coolest president ever. In the amphitheater below, few in the packed crowd practice any social distancing. The people wave signs that refer to CNN as the Communist News Network. As he observed a flyover by the Navy's Blue Angels, Mr. Trump sat on a packed dais with the First Lady Melania Trump. The National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien, and Mark Meadows, the White House Chief of Staff, none of whom wore masks. As the president departed Washington for South Dakota on Friday, at least five states, Alabama, Alaska, Kansas, North Carolina, and South Carolina, reported their highest single days of cases yet. Newly reported cases of the virus were rising in all but a handful of states, and many large cities, including Houston, Dallas, Jacksonville, and Los Angeles, were seeing alarming growth. Throughout his presidency, Mr. Trump has tried to bend events to his will, often using social media to drive home his alternate version of reality, and thanks to the power of repetition and the loyal support of his base, sometimes succeeding. The president's attempt to drive deeper into the culture, culture wars around a national holiday during an intensifying health crisis that will not yield to his tactics risk coming across as out of sync with the concerned mood of the country at a moment when his re-election campaign is struggling and unfocused. I don't think it will work because what he's trying to do is pretend that the situation is better than it is, Mr. Beschloss says. Mr. Beschloss compared Mr. Trump to Woodrow Wilson, who presided over the influenza panic in 1918 by trying to pretend it was not happening, and to Herbert Hoover, who in 1932 tried to project that the Great Depression was not as bad as people are saying. People voted him out because they felt he did not understand the suffering. Mr. Beschloss said, referring to Hoover, Mr. Trump has consistently played down the concerns over spikes in new cases, even as many cities and states have had to slow or reverse their reopenings, claiming that young people get better, much easier, and faster, that the death rate is declining, and that the virus will just disappear. On Thursday, he landed his administration response, referred to the surge in new cases as temporary hotspots, focused instead on what he said was evidence of the economy back, bouncing back. A lot of people would have wilted, Mr. Trump said at a news conference, where he praised the latest job numbers. We didn't wilt. Our country didn't wilt. Despite his rosy outlook, the coronavirus on Friday for the first time infiltrated Mr. Trump's family circle. The president's elder son, Donald Trump Jr., his girlfriend, Kimberly Goulfoyle, had traveled South Dakota separately with plans to meet up with the president, but they left before Mr. Trump's arrival once Ms. Ms. Goulfoyle tested positive in the virus and said they planned to cancel all coming events. Mr. Trump's show, however, went on without missing a beat. South Dakota, Mr. Trump enjoys the backing of Governor Kristi Noem, a Republican who had invited him to make a trip, which amounted to a second attempt to get his campaign back on track after the disappointing turnout at a rally last month in Tulsa, 
Oklahoma. In recent weeks, South Dakota has had one of the country's most encouraging trend lines. The state has averaged a few dozen new cases each day, including 85 announced Friday. There has not been a day with more than 100 new cases in South Dakota since late May. Ms. Noam said Friday night that many attendees at Mr. Trump's 4th of July spectacle had traveled from out of state to attend. In Washington, however, officials remained adamantly opposed to the celebration plan for Saturday, which White House officials defended as a gathering people could enjoy safely. Administration officials noted that the celebration launching was scaled back from last year's event. Mr. Trump turned the holiday into a salute to the military, with tanks on the streets of the Capitol and flyovers from Air Force One, as well as aircraft from each branch of the armed forces as he delivered remarks from the Lincoln Memorial. Kaylee McEnemy, the White House press secretary, said this week that Mr. Trump had recommended following guidelines set by local authorities only on wearing masks, not on social distancing overall. CDC guidelines, I'd also note, say recommended but not required. She said, we are very much looking forward to the 4th of July celebration. This year, the National Park Service said it was taking extra safety precautions on the National Mall, installing more than 100 hand-washing stations throughout the area up from 15 last year. Officials also said they had 300,000 cloth facial coverings on hand to distribute. We are committed to providing the American people with a safe and spectacular celebration of our nation's birthday in Washington, D.C., which will honor our military with music, flyovers, and fireworks. Spokesman for the Park Service said, We are doing so consistent with our mission and historical practices, and we hope everyone enjoys the day's festivities. On Friday, Mr. Trump spent the day at his golf course in Sterling, Virginia, before he departed for South Dakota, and White House officials said they had no safety concern about the trip. Virus had already shown it can infiltrate the administration, and the White House has experienced the dangers of staging large gatherings as the pandemic rages. Vice President Mike Pence postponed a planned trip this week to Arizona after a Secret Service agent said to accompany him tested positive for the coronavirus or showed symptoms. And at least eight campaign staff members who helped plan Mr. Trump's indoor rally last month in Tulsa have tested positive, either before the rally or after attending. Before the president left for South Dakota on Friday, Trump campaign aides were circulating on social media. A doctored image of Mount Rushmore featuring Mr. Trump's face carved into the stone next to some of the nation's most revered presidents. Well, all I know and all I care about, the fact of the matter is, politicians are full of shit. I don't know if the virus is real or not. I'm not here to tell you it is or isn't. But all I know is that why I just want to know why the big officials... Don't seem to really give a shit. I'll tell you why. One of two reasons, in my opinion. And that is, this virus isn't what they say it is, and they know it, and they're using it to crash the local economy, trying to get rid of mom-and-pop businesses, trying to destroy things, trying to separate, put a cultural divide, get people against each other. Finally, thanks to the, this whole you know Black Lives Matter thing, people are starting to actually come together against the police and against the fascism, and that's great. That's wonderful. I'm really happy about that. But at the same time, I think that that's another ploy to instill riots. I really love what they did in Seattle. They took over the whole city, took over the police precinct, and the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or whatever they changed the name to now, because they changed it a couple times, is what America stands for. I'm sorry, that's not terrorism. That's, pa that's patriotic fucking brilliance, in my opinion. And I think that I hope that this whole entire nation crumbles, and God bless America's descent, because fuck this country. Here's the thing, every single, every single country must fall eventually. All, it's been since the Roman Empire, we've had so many 
people try to take over the goddamn world, and it fell and collapsed. Well, Mr. Trump, I hope you can suck my dick, you piece of shit. <clears throat> so Kanye West running for president, is this a real thing right now? Well, I don't know, but here's a... Forbes says that uh, Kanye West has decided he wants to run for president. He talked about running for the Speaker of the House and things like that. Um, for years, Kanye's teased fans of the prospect of running for president. He's, but now he claims that uh, he's been inspired by President Trump's bizarre blend of reality TV melodrama and successful political strategy. So yesterday, which was the 4th of July, uh, Kanye West announced that his about his 2020 presidential run. Rather, he typed a tweet on his phone and tapped send. Here's what the tweet said. We must now realize the promise of America by trusting God, unifying our vision, and building our future. I am running for President of the United States. Hashtag 2020 vision. So, I mean, that's it really for now. Uh, there's no evidence that he's even filed the necessary paperwork, meaning, you know, he'd have to run as a writing candidate if he's serious. There is currently one presidential candidate um, that has filed paperwork, um, and under the name Kanye West in the FEC database for the 2020 election, um, and it's a Green Party candidate, but it's not named Kanye West, it's named Kanye D's Nuts West, so it's probably not the real Kanye. Um, Elon Musk give, gives him his full entire support. He literally tweeted back to the 2020 vision, you have my full support. It's unclear where Kanye West stands on the political spectrum. For a time, the singer was one of the few high-profile Trump supporters in the entertainment industry, but was never able to articulate why. It seemed to be an aesthetic choice based on personality rather than policy. At least that was the explanation offered by Kim Kardashian West in a 2018 interview with Van Jones, who acknowledged the rapper is not political, actually. He just happens to like Donald Trump's personality, but doesn't know about the politics, she continued. He will always say he was friendly with Trump before, and he's the same person and friendly with him now. I know it's very confusing because when you see someone wearing a red hat, you would think that they are supporting that, but he's just fighting for free thought and freedom to like a person, even if it's not a popular decision. Recently, West joined the Black Lives Matter protest sweeping the nation, which doesn't seem like a particularly Trumpian thing to do, but when it comes to baffling headline-generating moves made by Kanye West, I think it's important to remember that a larger-than-life personality is just another marketing strategy, especially in the age of social media. Funnily enough, uh, Elon Musk, Donald Trump, and Kanye West share the same strange gift, an ability to constantly remain relevant, despite the new cycles having long accelerated into a fever dream, with plagues of locusts, <laughs> a global pandemic, and countless strange stories constantly exploding into the spotlight before being forgotten a few days later. Despite the intense competition for eyeballs, Musk, Trump, and West always manage to soak up an enormous amount of attention, not necessarily because of what they do or what they create, because of their eccentric behavior. Attention is not limited to praise or positivity. Mass mockery is just as important as idolization from fans. Cancel culture just doesn't seem to apply to some. It's impossible to tell if it's all performative, calculative, intuitive, or honest, but it almost always works in his favor. Kanye West's name isn't even close to fading into the background. Whatever happens with West's 2020 presidential run, it's certainly not going to do his album merchandise sales any harm. I just have to say about this, it's not the first time that we've ever had a, you know, a politician who was an actor or musician or something, you know. Ronald Reagan, I believe he was an actor. Um, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, Jerry Springer used to be a senator. I forget what state he was in. Um, I was actually in, <laughs> I was arrested one time for sleeping on the beach after hours in uh, Miami. And uh, I went to Dade County Jail 
And I was in there with a the guy who actually stole Jerry Springer's yacht. The only problem was it had two motors in it, a right side motor and a left side motor, which I guess is starboard and whatever the other side of the poop deck is. But uh, he only turned one on, and it just, if you know anything about, you know, rowing a boat, if you only row on one side, you spin in a circle. Well, it spun in a circle and crashed and smashed the whole entire dock, and he quickly got caught and was charged with many felonies for destroying many boats. <laughs> and, yeah, he he's probably not out of jail right now. But yeah, Sarasota, Florida is where uh, is where Jerry Springer, I almost said Seinfeld, Jerry Springer lives. Um, anyhow, so yeah, and when we've got the governator, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's also, you know, he was a senator for California or some shit like that. So who knows? I mean, Donald Trump is literally a celebrity. You know, he always has been. I mean, he got famous for making money, but... You know, so far I haven't seen much of it except for $1,200, which I burned through in three days on hotels. But, hey, all I can say is whether it's Kanye West that runs for president or motherfucking Big Bird, all politicians are crooked assholes, and I hate them all.